Welcome back inside the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast Lab with Flippin' Steel. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wednesday's episode, which will feature more of the same, but most importantly, what is going on with the Calgary Flames? Matthew Kachuk on the move? Find out on today's episode. You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know the music and you know what time it is. It is time for the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Flip and Steel. It is the Wednesday edition. And on today's episode, my friends, it is time for a classic cornerstone Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast segment. A little Who Would You Rather featuring two Big name forwards in the game. Stay tuned for that. We're teasing it up today big time. A little bit of rumblings out of Calgary. A lot of rumblings, I should say, Steel. A Matthew Kachuk trade pending. We're going to open the show with that. But we're also going to take a look at some top landing spots for the biggest free agent name left on the market in Nazem Kadri. Because that will be one of the last important fantasy dominoes to fall. And you want to have your eye on where he goes. Because I'm telling you, Nas is in for another good season. Yeah. Speaking of which, Steele, whoever could claim Matthew Kachuk could be in for a good season as well. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. And thank you, everyone out there, for making us your first listen every single day. Steele, my brother, what do you think about these rumblings? Out of Calgary, a really bad offseason for the Flames continues. Yeah, it, it honestly seems like this was expected. It seemed like uh, Matthew Kachuk was pretty sour with the departure of, of his good buddy, Johnny Goudreau. Um, and this, to me, was very, very expected. I didn't think it would come so soon. It doesn't seem like things are going to get uh, pretty wrapped up with a Matthew Kachuk trade in the next week. So we could see him on a new team in the next in, 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 a, in a week's time uh, wow. very, very, very quickly. Um but look, this is one of the guys who who just had a career year, 104 points, yeah. uh, besting his uh, career high by uh, by almost 30 points. So just an, an incredible young player. Anyone would be lucky to have Matthew Kachuk on his team. And yeah. I honestly think Kyle Dubas and the Toronto Maple Leafs should make a push for Matthew Kachuk. Whoa. I'm thinking trade, trade William Nylander, trade Rasmus Sandin, because he obviously doesn't want to be here. And Spice. trade him for Matthew Kachuk because that's exactly what the Toronto Maple Leafs right now need right now. A young guy who's going to put his body on the line, game in and game out, produce offensively, and start some and start some uh, you know some chaos in, in the meantime as well. Hey, hey, don't get me overly excited this early in the show, Steel. <laughs> There's a lot more fantasy hockey content to come up, so don't let me uh, you know pop off too early here. But 42 goals for Matthew Kachuk, the sandpaper he plays with, the net front presence he has, which I absolutely love. You mentioned causing chaos. He does that with the best of him, along with his brother Brady as well. Uh, I think there's something to be said about what you mentioned to me off air. That's the little tidbit that I find interesting, a connection to Austin Matthews, the American Development Program. There's the connection to Arizona as well. We're speculating purely. <laughs> there is no real connection to this. But other than what Steele said, that the Maple Leafs are in need for a shakeup. And maybe that's exactly what they needed. But they also have to deal with Andrew Mangiapane and Oliver Killington, both filing yeah. for arbitration. They only have $18 million in projected cap space. 
with a lot of players to sign steel. So the Calgary Flames offseason is like a powder keg right now. So I think really that's the main takeaway here for me. That Calgary is on thin ice, no pun intended. And number two, if Matthew Kachuk moves away from Calgary, because right now that fantasy value is about the same, if he moves to a team with the likes of even a couple of forward studs, Steele, because he did lose his boy, Jay, Johnny Goudreau, that is one of those things that you got to keep an eye on if you're a fantasy GM. Yeah, they, they have to get a lot in return for Matthew Kachuk. And it honestly seems like to me as well that with this news coming out with Kachuk, it seems like they could be very, very soon be in a rebuild mode uh, wow. with the departure of some of these these big guys. You know, obviously, uh, we, we both really like Jakob Markstrom coming off a career year last year with the Flames. Their defense was a lot better last year as well. But there's a lot to be said with what's going on offensively because Sean Monaghan has not been the same player like we've seen him over the last couple of years. Nope. They, just, they just lost Johnny Goudreau. You're about to lose Matthew Kuchuk. You pretty much only have Elias Lindholm uh, running the top line right now. And there's a lot to be said about can these depth guys move up in the in the lineup, in the roster, yeah. to fill those gaps. And I'm not sure if they can. So they really need to get a lot back from Matthew Kuchuk. And what would be better than William Nylander, a guy who can score the, score the puck and <laughs> score a goal, score goals. And that's exactly what they need right now. There is going to be a lot of people on Twitter and in our DMs. I can already <laughs> feel it from the Calgary side of things going, there is no way the Calgary Flames do that deal. But maybe if Dubas sweetens the pot, I love that we're postulating on this deal because it is just so spicy that <laughs> I am just at the end of it all really shocked of what's happening in Calgary. Something stinks out West in Calgary because you've got star players jumping ship left and right. And, you know, with the uncertainty of their cap situation, the uncertainty of their leaders in the locker room, because aside from the talent on the ice deal, as much as you want to knock Johnny Goudreau's offseason performance, both he and Kachuk are the leaders in that locker room, yeah. along with obviously some, a couple other pieces. But if you're a Calgary Flames fan, I would be very concerned about the direction that this team is heading, especially after they really did look very good down the stretch, not in the playoffs. But in the regular season, made some good additions too. Tyler Toffoli was a great add. I don't know, Steele. That's going to be a huge disappointment if Kachuk moves on. But it is something that we will keep an eye on almost every day on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. You should keep your eye on us right here. Make sure you follow, subscribe, and hammer that like button. Steele and I are out here getting better every single day. Speaking of which... I am making bets almost every single day on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to lay wagers, check in on scores, and all your betting needs. Find your favorite odds, events, and sports from your number one online source. For all the lines and games, it is betonline.net. Find every major piece of news from Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for wagering, info, in-live live game betting, scores, podcasts, and more. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the action and the trends. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So like Flip said, make sure you hit the subscribe and the follow button and don't miss out on any of the episodes Monday through Friday, every single week. 
And if you love watching the NFL as much as Flip and I do, make sure you're tuned in because on starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at, of course, Bet Online. Again, available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And Flip, let's get right into the cornerstone segment that we're going to be doing a lot this upcoming season. Yep. Who would you rather, Alex DeBrinkett or Pierre-Luc Dubois audition? Let's get right into it. I'm going to throw it over to you because I'm really excited to see what you have to say. And who would you take? Look, these are the situations that you and I do this segment, which I really do love. And I hope our listeners love, you know, keep it tapped right here for a lot more of this, like Steele said in the lead up to the draft, because this is the important stuff you need to hear. But we will be looking at players that are very talented. So on either side of the coin, there is something to be said. This is me teeing up what I think is a hard sell for you, Steele, because I know the player that you would prefer to have. I'm going with Pierre-Luc Dubois for two main reasons, because I understand the season that Debrinkett had. He was playing with Patrick Kane feeding him the puck. That is the one thing that I'm going to try and chip in his armor, because it's hard to do with a kid this good. He was getting Patrick Kane to feed him the puck, and Pierre-Luc Dubois was playing with the likes of of Svechnikov and at times Pirolini, Perfetti, sorry, not Pirolini, whoa. And just the quality wasn't always there. He had to slide up and down the lineup. I'm trying to make the case for a guy steal. Third overall pick who really hasn't even hit his ceiling yet. And I think that's where it is because in my opinion, Debrinkat yes. is coming off the better season. But is the ceiling maybe higher Ford, Pierre-Luc Dubois? That's the argument I'm trying to make. We're going to throw this back and forth a little bit. 28 goals, 32 assists for Dubois. And I think you brought this up last time we talked about him. It might be between the ears with this guy. He seems to have a bit of an attitude problem. That is my main concern with this player, Steele. And I'll throw it back to you for your take on that. Because I think if he could just figure that out, and maybe a move to a new city, a city he wants to be in for the first time, because we know Columbus and Winnipeg wasn't it. Maybe a move to Montreal or a team he wants to be on could unlock his capa- his potential and capacity to be an elite guy in the fantasy circle. Yeah, I will agree. We haven't seen the full potential of Pierre-Luc Dubois yet. And I and we did talk about this in, in last episode where he's been dealt some bad cards so far to start his career, uh, butting heads with John Tortorella behind the bench of the Columbus yep. Blue Jackets getting traded to Winnipeg, where we just talked about not really a lot of players want to end up uh, playing for. And look, he's it looks like he's demanded another trade or wants to be traded. And this is going to be his third team in seven years. And and, and like you said, there does seem to be some problems between the years with this guy, a little bit of an attitude problem. And for me, me, that's why I'm going with Alex Dabrinkit. Look, both these guys, they're 24 years old. Uh, They're both great players. I think Dabrinkit right now is on another level. And when you're talking about uh, when you're talking about right now for fantasy wise, Debrinket is like a mid second round pick. Maybe you can get away waiting for the early third round pick, but you can't go, you can't wait uh, longer than that because he's going to get snatched up. Yeah. Pierre Luc Dubois, he's like a fifth, maybe sixth. You could potentially wait to seventh, but around the five to seventh round area for me, um, he's not putting up the same amount of points. Maybe he can if he's traded to a team where he actually wants to play to, but currently, I like to bring it. He's played five seasons, three of those seasons. He's played full 82 games, uh, three times. Uh, He's only missed 14 games in his career so far. He's just coming off a career high and he's about to play with some young studs 
and a Y star in Claude Drew. So I really like the setup for Alex Dabrinkit right now. I know there's a lot, a lot in favor for Dabrinkit, but to your credit due to you, because Dubois is a star and we have yet to see his full potential and he can get up there in uh, in the next couple of years. And the thing about Dabrinkat is we know he's going to be playing with the Bathurston, exactly. Stutzlas, Kachucks of the world next season. He is in for a treat. And I know Patrick Kane probably passes the puck better than any of those guys, but Claude Giroux ain't no slouch. He is a solid pivot who can dish the puck. If they do pair him with Giroux, Giroux is a target that you want to, speaking of getting in the right round, <laughs> Giroux is going to be one of those guys because he is in such a great position now. All of a sudden on a competitive team, I know Florida was, but back on a competitive team, playing near home, near his family, secured the bag for the final few seasons of his career with a good payday. I expect a good season from Giroux and the rest of the Senators. So that's why I think this was a bit of an uphill battle for me <laughs> in terms of who would you rather. But the caveat of Pierre-Luc Dubois not knowing where he might go makes this a little bit more interesting because if he goes to Montreal and starts to play on a line or a power play unit with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki in any capacity, that becomes very interesting for me, especially with a couple of the moves that the Montreal Canadiens made this offseason, a number one overall pick in that mix. Uh, you also have, why am I drawing a blank? Kirby Doc in the mix now, who has yes, some upside. Sir. Off a bad season, but still, some of these guys who are coming off a bad season headed into new territory. Kirby Doc is on my radar as a sleeper pick. We'll be doing a couple of sleeper episodes. Make sure you're tuned in for that all summer long, and make sure you're tuned in for the end of the episode where we will be talking about Nazem Kadri and the top landing spots where we think Nas will land. But still... I think I'll leave it at this for you. You hit the nail on the head with where Debrincat goes, in my opinion, over Dubois. That's clear. But I will also give this in favor to Debrincat's overall game. And that's me admitting a bit that you do have the right player here. He had 67 takeaways to 47 giveaways. Flip that number around for Dubois. And you know I like this responsibility with the puck angle. Yes. Dubois had double the giveaways last season. Debrinkat is just a little bit of a more complete player already at 24 is what I want to say. But I'll say this, the ceiling might be a little higher with Dubois and we will see what happens. And that's actually something I have written down in my notes and I wanted to talk about is at times throughout the last couple of years, we've seen Dubois go through spurts of things not going his way. And when that starts to happen, he starts getting his own head. He starts getting agitated. He starts getting angry yep. and he starts taking really dumb penalties. It starts uh, costing his team uh, that his team, those wins and, and in those moments uh, just costing his team. So that's another reason why I'm very hesitant uh, for, you know, again, with this, who would you rather against Dubois and to bring it. But again, sure. like you said, uh, he, we have yet to see his full potential and who knows if he were to get traded to the Montreal Canadiens, Again, how much better does the, the Atlantic division become if he goes to Montreal? Like, that division yeah. is already the best, in my opinion. If it, if he ends up getting traded to Montreal, that, again, creates another element to maybe Montreal can make a push for a wildcard spot if, of course, Price is healthy at the same time. I really do think the New Jersey Devils, Ottawa Senators, even the Montreal Canadiens. Detroit Red uh, Wings. Yeah, Detroit, All a lot of those teams that were pushovers for a lot of the season last year, 
And I know they have some good pieces. And, you know, Ottawa had a couple of good runs, ba 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 ba. But for the most part, you know, these pushover teams took note. They are tired of getting pushed around in that Atlantic in the Eastern Conference. You and I talked at length about how we felt the momentum swing to the East over the past two years. Yeah. These GMs have taken note, and the GMs out there in the fantasy world need to take note as well because bodies have been flying around, and this is a key time of the offseason. I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. This is where your bread is buttered, people. Take it in now and make that money come money season. (laughs) That's why we're here. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Let's get it. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So if you want to see Flip and mine beautiful faces every single day, make sure you hit the subscribe and get all the latest videos on YouTube Monday through Friday. And let's get right into the next conversation, Flip. Yeah. The, the, you know, the free agent remaining the top target right now, Nazem Kadri. Let's talk about some potential landing spots. And I'll start yeah. us off first because I think this is the easy one to get out of the way. And that's obviously re-signing with the Colorado Avalanche. Yes. It's the top landing spot for both Colorado and Nazem Kadri. He's coming off his best year ever in the NHL. 87 points in 71 games. And I'll keep this really short, but I really think he has matured in the three years since being traded from Toronto to yep. the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he even came out and stated that, you know, obviously those big, those big mess-ups in the playoffs against the Boston Bruins costing his team probably a first round victory uh, in that sense, you know, getting (sighs) suspended both those times really cost his team and he really needed to learn from that. And that was a big aspect over the, over the last couple of seasons. So I think he really has matured and he would love to get uh, run it back with the uh, reigning Stanley cup champ, Colorado avalanche. I think you're right. And I, after it's taken this long for him to potentially find a new home, I, it makes me believe even more that he is headed back to Colorado. But they are up against the cap steal. Quick look at this yeah. number. $3.9 million is not a lot to work with. Nas is going to get paid as well. Uh, like you said, you mentioned it. Career year, 28 goals, 59 assists in only 71 games. If he plays a full season, he's right there potentially in the top five in points. You know, yeah. he was just off the pace anyway. And what I really do like about what I've seen from Nas's game, aside from the maturity, is he's really brought it more and more year in and year out. He's upped his game, and that's an exciting thing to see because he's 31 years old still. The fact that he can still take it up another level from 30 to 31 tells me there's a lot left in the tank for Nas, and he does a little bit of everything. And, you know, maybe I'm a little bit biased because – He's a good London boy, good Kitchener Ranger, a Toronto Maple Leaf draft pick, and he loved being a Maple Leaf seventh overall pick. But this is a piece that I would absolutely love to have on my fantasy team because when he's healthy, he's a difference maker in banger leagues. He checks every single box from block shots to hits to PK minutes to PP minutes. He really does a little bit of everything steal. And where I think he's going to land, honestly, is Calgary. Calgary has struck out on multiple platforms, multiple fronts. I think they're going to have to overpay a little bit for Nas. Yeah. But that's something that they can do. They have the almost the most cap space in the league, aside from the Sabres, Coyotes, and Ducks, at $18 million. 
And they're going to have to overpay somebody. I don't know what's going on in Calgary. But also, the one thing that I wanted to throw out there is, this is a player that was almost a Calgary Flame back in 2019. I don't know if you remember. The Leafs had yeah. a deal done for Nas to go out west, and he vetoed it because he had a 10-team no-movement clause. So we know the Flames are very interested in this player, steal, and I think they just need to salvage their offseason. I don't know what you think about that. No, they do need to salvage it. And of course, if they lose Matthew Kachuk now too, they're going to need to go out and get a star to play along the But if they lose Elias Matthew Kachuk, if you're Nas, do you really want to go there? Yeah, see, that's, that's the, the problem there too. That's the Yeah, that's the problem. Do you really want to play there if yeah. they're about to lose Matthew Kachuk? Because if not, then he's playing with Sean Monaghan and Elias Lindholm when Monaghan comes back from surgery, yeah. obviously, and he's healthy. Yeah. But Elias Lindholm, maybe Andrew Mangiapane, when he was just playing with Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog and all of those, and Kale McCarr. So... Yeah. It's going to be a tough situation. I think you and I can definitely agree on this next team we're about to talk about. And that's the New York Islanders. Uh, yeah. Again, one of those teams that have a lot in cap space, 11.1 million in cap space to be exact. Uh, and they were the only team to not make a deal or a signing during free agency. Actually, they have done nothing so far this off season. Eesh. They missed out on Johnny Goudreau. Uh, they fired Barry Trotz at the end of the season, which in my opinion was probably the worst decision they've made over the last couple of months agreed yeah one of the my favorite coach my favorite coach to be honest and very disappointing um last year they weren't even a bad team they struggled with covid for the most part of the first first few months it was just rather disappointing they were the next team in line to finish in the second wild card spot and obviously that was 16 points back but they were the next team in line so there was a lot to uh, to go for with them and the thing I'm really going to highlight here for the Nazem Kadri signing is they were the ninth worst in goals for in the league last year. Ninth yeah. worst in the league last year. And yeah. if Kadri were able to sign with the Islanders, he's going to help produce a ton of offense, which in return is going to help their young guys right now. Matt Barzell, Anthony Beauvillier, uh, Wallstrom, even get Anders Lee, who had a very bad down season last year yeah. as well, who just came back from injury. He's yep. going to bring a lot to the table. They have the cap space. And if they can land him, that, again, brings them to be another contender in the Eastern Conference, which you and I have just talked about, that the Detroit Red Wings, the Ottawa Senators, the New Jersey Devils, they're on the rise right now. It's becoming That's a true. tough conference. Ilya Sorokin turns the page for me. This is yeah. a goaltender that, if it's not uh, Igor Shosturkin, in my opinion, he is right there as just a very special netminder. And he makes them relevant no matter how bad they are up front, in my opinion. That's how good he is. And I really do think yeah. you'll see him step out next season. In my opinion, too, Steele, the New York Islanders just seem like a team that are very Nazem Kadri-esque. I don't know if that even makes sense. They're gritty. They're a cornerstone franchise. We know he's not going to a small market. And also, remember this. He is a GTA boy. New York to Toronto is not far. Though it is across the border, that's basically coming home. You're very close to your family and friends. I could see the Islanders making a move here, so I'm glad you brought this up. There's also a couple of interest, interesting pieces that he could play nicely with in that top six. You know, you mentioned Barzal, Beauvillier, Wallstrom. Those are the three guys that I'm looking at. He could even be what Anders Lee needs up the middle to resurge what he's done. And if that happens, Anders Lee is another one of those bounce back under the yeah. radar candidate steal. I'm getting excited to talk about all of our offseason content, which is going to kick off in September. 
it is going to be jam-packed all the way in the lead-up to the fantasy season. And trust me when I say the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast is the place to be. Steel, take us away, brother. Yeah, and, and to, yeah, to cap us off with the New York, New York Islanders, I'm going to get your take on this real quick. Thank you. Ilya Sorokin, because I know you love him so much after just, you know, just talking about him. Pumped his tires. For a uh, second round pick or first round pick? First Where round you... pick, in my opinion. First round pick. Okay, okay, yeah. He's definitely up there. I'm not sure if I would take him first round. Definitely second round for sure, because he is a stud. Um, But hey, if the New York Islanders are able to go out and get Nazem Kadri, that makes their team a whole lot better and definitely a cup contender, in my opinion, because yeah. they weren't far off last year. Just, They're a stingy again, defensive team, too, Steve. Barry, That's why and, I kind of like that angle. And Barry Trotz had a lot to do with that, so I'm, I want to see what the new coach is going to be able to do. Yeah. Um, but, hey, this is still a great team. Just, again, a, a very bad year last year dealing with COVID issues, uh, more more uh, dealing with, with more than any other team. Uh, but thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day for your second listen though go check out locked on nhl locked on locked on experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things nhl all year long stay up to date on everything in the hockey world locked on nhl your daily 30 minute nhl podcast it's free and available wherever you get your podcast just like this one right here so please make sure you hit the subscribe hit the follow button flip and i appreciate all the love and support out there Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. You don't want to miss out on any of the content coming out. So once you hit the subscribe, you're going to get all the latest videos and episodes every Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.